uh, wizardry, the charming, the familiar spirits, the necromancer, and so forth. In uh, verse 11 and 12, these are what the nations do. You shall not hearken unto them. Uh, the Lord has not permitted you to do that. But what, what would happen? Verse 15, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of, thee, of thy brethren like unto me. And unto him shall ye hearken. Now what I've noticed here, listen verse 16. According to all that you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. And the Lord said, You have well spoken. I will raise up a prophet. So here's what they're saying. This is according to all that you asked. The This prophet will be according to their own desire. So they said, we don't want to... He says, uh, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God uh, and to see this great fire that I die not. But the Lord said, okay, I'll raise up a prophet. And unto him shall you hearken, verse 19, and whoever will not hearken or, or, or heed his voice unto my words that he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Now, we want to just think about this for a minute because this was so impressed upon the nation of Israel. Well, we can go ahead and go to the next slide, I think. This was so impressed. There's a number of verses, but in John chapter... Uh, well, actually, it's in the Gospel of John. There's several occasions. Well, for instance, in John chapter 1, they come to John, Baptist, John the Baptist. They say, are you the prophet? Are you the prophet? Because it was so impressed in their minds, this is thousands of years later, that this, was, this prophecy was the, uh, they had in their mind, the Lord would raise up a prophet. And they said, uh, are you the prophet? Well, we're going to just make some, a few points about this tonight. They, uh, at the feeding of the 5,000, when the miracle occurred, they said, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. So they pointed to the Lord Jesus the one that did come up, which he was, by the way, we're going to prove that. This messianic prophecy is recognized to refer to Messiah. And the Lord Jesus himself taught that this referred to him. He said in John chapter 5, Moses wrote of me. Moses wrote of me. And then when Peter preached at Pentecost in Acts chapter 3, he applied the very... Uh, phrase that this comes from here, Matthew or Deuteronomy chapter 18, he uh, applied it to the person of the Lord Jesus. When he's speaking there at the uh, birth of the church, the feast of Pentecost, he says in chapter number 3, verse number 22, Moses truly said, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up, unto him shall ye hearken, he uh, recognize that this was him, of the person of the Lord Jesus. So, and it says from your brethren. So we know he must be from the uh, Jewish or Hebrew line. So, with that in view, looking at the prophet that was prophesied that the people requested. Right, this is according to all you asked. It 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 really impresses upon those that were there and ourselves as well, that it, it's all the more important reason for us to heed or, 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 or hear or listen to what the Lord Jesus said. For instance, uh, as he confronted the Jewish leaders of his day, uh, there was many, many things he said to them in words of challenge. 
But I want to just think it says it says we need or to the nation of Israel, especially listen to this prophet, heed this prophet. And when he came, so many did reject him. But listen to what he says here. This is remarkable. And this applies to all of us here this evening, because we have the privilege to hear this very prophet, the Lord Jesus, the one that Moses prophesied of. This is what the Lord said in in John chapter 12. If any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejects me and receives not my words has one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. So you and I have the privilege of face to face coming just like Moses Hearing, seeing the Lord, beholding His glory, heeding His voice, and responding, you see. And if we don't, well, the words that I have spoken unto you, they shall judge you. This is serious stuff. This is serious stuff because I and you as a child of God, we have the privilege to come and hear the very prophet that was prophesied of in Deuteronomy chapter number 18. And of course, throughout the scripture, there's a number of comparisons of Moses and the Messiah. A number of parallels. We won't look at all of them. But just think about a few with me uh, right now. Notice what Moses said. A, a prophet like me. Moses like the Lord Jesus. Let's, look at a, let's consider a few ways. In his deliverance from violent death in his infancy. You remember? Pharaoh, when Moses was an infant, Moses, uh, Pharaoh wanted to slay and get rid of all the baby boys. Well, he was delivered from that, wasn't he? Same thing with the Lord Jesus. Herod had the same idea. Let's let's kill all the uh, infants under two, male infants under two. So there's a there's a likeness there. Then there was a likeness in their in their years of silent training. Thirty years. You think about the person of the Lord Jesus. Three years public ministry, 30 years private ministry. But there he was with, uh, you know, it says in Isaiah chapter 50, I believe that I, uh, you, um, I opened uh, my, my ears to hear your instruction, speaking prophetically. Uh, you have put the word uh, before me and so forth, Isaiah 50. Well, that's those silent years that the Lord Jesus, the prophet, was was training, as it were, and then coming out into three years of public ministry. Then there was a willingness of both to leave the, well, the palace of the great king, right? In Moses' case, it was Pharaoh's palace. And he left to be a deliverer for his people. Well, in the Lord Jesus' case, he was greater, of course, than Moses. He left heaven's glory to come and deliver his people from their sins. And then they both were characterized by meekness, in their conduct of their life. Moses, it says, was the meekest man of all the earth. The Lord Jesus said, I am meek and lowly of heart. And of course, all of these things we can pattern our own life after. And then there was uh, finally a faithfulness to finish the work that God gave him to do. In, In the case of Moses, he was faithful. The Bible says he was faithful in all his house to do what the Lord had called him to do. And so our Lord, he set his face as a flint toward Jerusalem and thus to the cross to finish the work the Father gave him to do. There's a most interesting comment about these uh, 
when it comes to Moses and Messiah, our Savior, the Lord Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 3, and we read there about Moses who was faithful in all his house. This man, speaking about the apostle and high priest of our confession, the Lord Jesus. This man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. Every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. Moses truly was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony to be spoken after, uh, which for a servant, for a testimony of those things were to, which were to be spoken after. But Christ. As a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence uh, and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Here was a blessed servant, Moses. He was the servant of God, but he was far beneath the blessed Savior, our Savior, the Lord Jesus. And so we have this wonderful comparison. There, there's many, many more. Moses, you remember... Because of the Lord's power, controlled the sea. The Lord Jesus, when he was here, he walked on the sea and he controlled it. Moses fed a multitude with the manna of the bread from heaven, the angels' food. The psalmist comments on the Lord Jesus did the same. Both fasted for 40 days. We can go through a number of things that are very similar in Moses and our Messiah. But I think what we want to just uh, emphasize tonight is the very thing that, that, was, that was prophesied about this prophet to come. Unto him you shall hearken. There was a, a group, right, in, in the day of the Lord Jesus that did not. They would not. The Lord Jesus said to them, You search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they testify of me and you won't come to me that you might have life. So there's a warning for us there, right? It is possible to have this kind of an academic interest in this book, but not see the Lord Jesus. We want to see that prophet. We want to hear his voice. We want to heed and we want to follow what this prophet says, right? The, the Lord Jesus. Unto him shall you hearken. And whoever will not, there's a warning associated with that, is there not, in Deuteronomy chapter 18. I will require of him. It shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken, choose me unto my words, or that, that he shall speak in my name, I will inquire, require it of him. When the Lord Jesus came, he spoke in the name of the Father, but the religiosity of that day wanted nothing of it. They would not hear, they would not heed the voice of the Lord Jesus. But you and I, we have the privilege, do we not, to hear the voice of the Lord, to follow His Word, to uh, obey His Word, and not face any consequences that the Lord spoke of. So that's the close of our chapter, number 34. This grandest funeral. You know, can you imagine what it would have been like if the Bible says that no man knows the... the uh, where does it say that in, in the place of his sepulcher, the place of his tomb in verse number six? What would it have been like if God revealed where this great prophet was buried? Well, I'm sure humanity being what it is, it would have become a national, international shrine, right? And 
I mean, you can see in the, in the, in the Muslim world how there are religious sites that are flocked after, right? But that is not the case here. It seems, it seems that the Lord purposely did not reveal the place where his tomb was so as to avoid that. So people would not flock after a grave, a tombstone. But what a privilege we have, like the nation of Israel, to hear the prophet, to heed his word. And if we don't, what happens? The Lord Jesus said in John chapter 12, the words that I speak unto him, they will judge him in the last day. So I just trust we'll just, this is all tying together here, that as we leave tonight, it will be impressed on your heart and mine that I and you can behold in this book the glory of the Lord, hear the words of the prophet, and as an individual, follow that word. It is not well received in the world that we live in. I know that, and you know that. To stand up for the Lord in our day is not very popular. But to be able, by the power of the Spirit of God, to Follow to heed, obey the words of the prophet. <clears throat> the Lord Jesus Christ brings great reward, eternal reward. It says of Moses, and we'll close in a few minutes, a minute here. It says of Moses, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hebrews chapter 11. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. It's really striking how... We can follow that same pattern. As we heed the voice of the Lord, we can go on in life enduring whatever the trials and, 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 and circumstances of life, seeing Him who is invisible. That is remarkable. The same pattern that Moses set, you and I can follow in our life. We have not yet seen, whom having not seen you love, right? But we can endure as we go through life and heed His word and uh, follow his steps, though we have not yet seen him, but one day we will. When we see him, we'll be likened, the scripture says. But Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible. And so you and I go on in life. All we have, right? The Word of God, the Spirit of God that dwells within us, to heed the voice of of the prophet, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord and are changed. There should be there should be progress in the life of the believer. I should be able to look back and to see that the words that I once used, the thoughts that I once entertained, the actions that I once participated in are all being put to the side and, 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 and adapting a holy lifestyle. There should be a change, right? To, to hear the words of the prophet, to follow his voice, to hear his word, and there should be this progress changed into that same image from glory to glory. Growing in grace and knowledge of the Lord. Moses knew the Lord face to face. You and I can know him by faith as we behold 
His glory in this book. It's a wonderful thing, a wonderful life to be able to follow the Lord and use Moses as a pattern, as an example. The prophet that was to come, that, that Moses was a prophet, but the greater prophet is the Lord Jesus. Hear his word and follow it. May it be so for his name's sake. Our Father, we are grateful this evening to have looked at the life of this faithful man, faithful in all his house. We pray that it may be our portion to follow, to heed, to hear his voice. We recognize to some degree how serious it is for us as individuals to come to this book, open it up and hear the voice of the Lord. May it be so for his name's sake. May we be like Moses and make right choices. May we be like Moses and endure as seeing him who is invisible. May our faces be aglow as it were. Our lives changed because we have heard the voice of the Lord. We thank you for this great man of God. We thank you above all for the Lord Jesus, the greatest of all. And for the privilege we have of following in his steps. Oh God, we thank you for him. And may this lesson in the life of Moses be instruction to us to heed his voice, to hear his word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.